Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Voice of Veritas podcast where we dig into the truth and information. My name is Zoe Sands and today I'm joined by Jason Tooley, Vice President of Northern Europe. Hello, Jason. Hi, Zoe. Hi, thank you for joining us today. Uh, for our listeners, we're going to talk about the state of the tech world, go through a few trends that's happening and what's top of mind for CIOs. So we're halfway through 2018 and digital transformation is still a hot topic for CIOs. So Jason, how are you seeing your customers tackle digital transformation from a data management perspective? So it's really interesting, Zoe. Um, Digital transformation continues to be a top topic uh, for customers not just CIOs, but actually in support of the business objectives as well. So if we think about businesses trying to be more agile, bringing new services to market, trying to get more value out of their information, um, also trying to improve their customer service or really differentiate their brand, digital transformation and the use of of technology is really at, at the heart of supporting those initiatives. So what we're seeing is that customers continue to focus on an approach that effectively uses digital technology and uses data very effectively in all their interactions with customers. So personalizing information, making relevant offers to customers, but also bringing services to market based on data that kind of differentiate the services that are offered from their competition. So we see a lot of a lot of focus in that area still. If we want to dig down into the next level of detail below that, what you see in terms of digital transformation is you're really looking at two separate areas that customers are thinking about and and kind of thinking about how digital transformation differentiates their business. On the one hand, they're thinking about how can we use big data or how can we use data more effectively to create value? And that's really all about How are they taking information from many different sources, Internet of Things, social media, interactions with customers? How are they taking all of that and using that information or understanding that information so that they can then use that information or that data to support the services they're taking to market? And a lot of those services that they're taking to market are being developed in the cloud. So new services, new applications, new services that are relevant to the type of technology that the users uh, have in their hands today. So whether it be you know, iPhone technologies or whether it be mobility applications, it's technologies that basically um, allow the interaction between the enterprise and the customer and use the data to support it really effectively. So that's one area that we're seeing real focus so if you think about digital transformation in that concept it's really all about devops developing new applications but using data to drive value the second area that we're seeing is a real growth in customers using what we would term collaboration technologies in the cloud and those collaboration technologies are also creating large amounts of unstructured data prime example would be the use of office 365 It's a real drive for customers to move from using Microsoft technologies on-premise to wanting to use Office 365 to to support their users. That doesn't come without challenges in that a lot of your data, your unstructured data driven by those collaboration technologies now resides 
on Azure, on a Microsoft Cloud platform. You've got to be able to manage that that information. You've got to be able to protect it. You've got to be, be able to make it resilient. You've got to be able to recover it on demand. And that's really the other area of digital transformation that we see. We see customers using that collaboration technology or, or deploying that collaboration technology in the cloud. They need to be able to manage that information from a value perspective, but they also need to be able to manage it from a compliance and governance perspective. So you've really got two drivers to digital transformation. You've got the agility, the new services being developed in the cloud, typically on AWS, a lot of those DevOps strategies are in progress. And then you've got collaboration technologies like Office 365 that are equally generating large amounts of unstructured data, and they typically are being uh, more based on an Azure platform because of Microsoft's technology. So if you're thinking about customers generating data, they're generating data in those two different areas, the technology or the data is then being used to enhance the customer experience from a value perspective on one side and from a governance perspective, GDPR perspective on the other side. So that's really where we see digital transformation has gone from being just about mobility, which you could term it, it really was about maybe two, three years ago. It's now moved to be very much about data. Yeah. I'm interested that you've um, touched on the point about GDPR because that's obviously top of mind for everybody at the moment with the 25th of May fast approaching, lots of people readying themselves for GDPR compliance. Um, can you share like some of your experiences on how your customers are readying themselves for GDPR and what challenges they've been encountering on their journey to being compliant? So it's a really interesting area. If you think back 12 months ago, I think customers were trying to understand what GDPR meant to them. Mm. Um, I think they, they understood that there was going to be some regulatory requirements that they needed to meet. They probably didn't really appreciate the project that they would have to go to go through to implement the uh, processes, to implement technology, to implement contractual agreements with their supply chain. So I think there was probably a level of not really understanding what GDPR meant. I think what happened over the... And I think, by the way, the work that we did in our GDPR industry research uh, throughout all three chapters, actually, chapters one, two, and three, reflected the fact that customers were very immature 12 months ago in terms of their understanding. They became more aware, more understanding of what it meant through the middle part of last year, maybe maybe heading towards Christmas time. Um, and a lot of customers then started to think about, okay, how do I prefer, prepare myself uh, for being GDPR compliant? Um, the big challenge for customers was, how do I meet my compliance requirements, but I don't lose all the value that I can create from data? Because actually customer information is the one thing that if it's used effectively, you can personalize and, and, and make relevant the experience. So I think people really had a dichotomy in terms of trying to understand how to use um, tech data in the right way, but also how to, to meet the compliance requirements. What we then saw through the early part of this year was we actually saw some consumer research that said that people are really concerned about how organizations manage their information, um, how they use that information. And a lot of consumers now 
are wanting to test organizations in terms of their ability to be compliant. And what we're also seeing is that, that that's led to a real, a, probably a better understanding in our customers that actually lack of compliance or lack of good governance around customer data really can damage the confidence and the trust that a consumer has with an organization. And also GDPR is at the heart of allowing data to be portable and moved between service providers. So what you've seen, I think, in the last three months is consumers realizing that they will, are going to get their wish around wanting to understand how organizations use their data. Um, and that meant, that's meant that organizations have had to start to prepare to automate that process of responding to subject access requests or responding to, to portability or, or, or move requests. So what you're seeing is in the last three months especially, organizations saying, I've got my people and processes in place. I've even made changes to my contracts that I've, I've got with my employees or with my supply chain. But what I don't have is I don't have an automated technology approach to addressing this problem. And, you know, the problem has, has become more complex as data is across multiple different cloud service providers. Some of it may be on-premise. A lot of it is no longer um, in the customer data center. It's now out on Azure or AWS or Google. So there's lots of challenges for customers, and I think customers have just realized that they've got to get to grips with this quickly. We've seen a, uh, a great uptick in customers saying, uh, I need technology to automate this process. Because also, as data continues to grow, and we talked about this in the last question around digital transformation, as data continues to grow, you can't have a manual approach to addressing the requests you're going to get from consumers, whether it be around subject access or portability. You, you have to automate that process. You have to make it, um, make it a sustainable, programmatic approach. So we're seeing lots of customers realize that that is at the heart of how they need to respond to uh, to the regulations that are in place in in a, a week's time. Um, I think what we're also what we've heard over the last six months is we've heard from the Information Commissioner's Office in the UK that the Information Commissioner is not kind of dead set on just fining people. Mm. Um, her approach is very much to creating a more accountable, responsible approach to managing customer information customer data but also at some point there will be somebody who gets fined because it's no point having regulatory and compliance requirements without proving that they've got some teeth so i fully anticipate that there will be some fines at some point there will be some organizations that are maybe made examples of um, you would hope actually that most customers now um, have recognized that this is an opportunity for them. So if customers realize that in their annual report they need to talk about their approach to GDPR, and many of them do, that creates an opportunity where they can build and, and develop trust with their um, customers around appropriate, responsible use of information and data. And that then means that they can then build on that confidence and trust to create new digital services based on that data. And that's where they can then differentiate themselves in terms of time to market, agility, new services. So actually, 
what we really see now is a bit more maturity in the thinking around GDPR. The most mature organizations thinking about how do we turn this from being a challenge to being an opportunity that can differentiate how we engage our customers from a customer service perspective, but also how we can be really relevant to our customers in terms of use of their data. I like how you summarised um, GDPR into being an opportunity, Jason. Uh, it's great to see that regulatory compliance can be seen in that way, but we still have for CIOs and IT le leaders, there are still challenges that are affecting uh, the IT landscape. And I think one of the particular ones that springs to mind is ransomware attacks. And with 2017 being the year of ransomware attacks and one of one cry being one of the biggest in fact why why do you think we might have seen a decline this year because there's been less about ransomware attacks is it because there is uh, people are investing more in their data management and so they they're not getting these attacks uh, what what do you think it is so i don't think it's anything other than luck in many respects um there were some very high profile cyber attacks last year the impact of those cyber attacks on those organizations that were hit is very significant. Some of our customers included um, where we did a lot of work to help customers recover in, in many senses. Um, I think what you're starting to see, though, is customers are maturing their thinking around cyber attacks and, and how to avoid outages, uh, protect information more, more appropriately, recover in a more automated fashion. And I think what I'm seeing is people are starting to say, and it is driven by what you saw last year in terms of, of lots of high-profile cyber attacks, I think we're starting to see organizations say, we need to think about managing our data in a, in a, a consistent way, which involves protecting that data, but also creating resilience around the workloads and the data and, and having the ability to recover in an automated fashion. So more and more customers are thinking about data protection and resilience effectively in the same program or project or strategy rather than perhaps previously they thought about it as, as separate silos. So that's a real change, and I'm, I've seen that in the last 12 months especially. People are really starting to think about how to, how to run those programs so that they're thinking about, about those two facets of protecting themselves against a cyber attack and in a resilient and automated way. I think what you also see though is at the same time as organizations are looking to protect themselves against cyber, they're fully aware that they have lots of data out in the cloud on multiple cloud service providers as we talked about earlier. They also have in many respects a drive towards consolidating or rationalizing data centers. So some of the strategies that organizations have had previously around where they located data, but also their strategies around business continuity have meant that if they're driving to close down data centers or rationalize data centers, they have to think about cloud as a mechanism not only for locating data and some of the services that they, that they want to take advantage of, but they also need to think about cloud from a data protection and resilience perspective as well. We've seen a number of our largest kind of global system integration partners, building business continuity as a service or disaster recovery as a service or resilience as a service strategies um, 
that they can go to market and offer to customers as managed services. And that plays very much into allowing customers to consolidate and rationalize those data centers because you can move from effectively um, providing resilience to a physical data center in the cloud. So lots of focus there, but at the same time, you've got to protect that data that you've now got in the cloud as well. You may want to be able to fail over in a resilient fashion to data that is in the cloud, duplicated data in the cloud. Um, so customers are very much thinking differently than they were 12 months ago about an integrated data protection and resilience strategy. Uh, that's a big change from where they were 12 months ago. People were still very much thinking about business continuity as a physical strategy um, that they would implement. They were thinking about data protection primarily in, from an on-premise perspective, but that's really changed in the last 12 months. So I think the challenges um, uh, haven't really changed in terms of in terms of people understanding what cyber attack, what the impact it can have of an outage or how difficult it can be to recover. But people are saying, I need a more automated approach that in incorporates cloud into my strategy here. And in many respects, they're looking for guidance from partners to help with that strategy. Well, that's all very interesting. Thank you, Jason, um, for giving us a, a quick summary of um, the state of the tech world at the moment and introducing these um, ideas um, and discussing digital transformation, GDPR and ransomware with us today. We do appreciate your time. Thanks again. Fantastic. Thank you, Zara.